Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Yeah, had a nice week, uh, nice break. I mean... Uh, I mean, I haven't exactly been playing a game that's been a nice break, but sure. Well, yeah, that's true, yeah. No, uh, you may have noticed that we didn't have an episode last week. Um, I am fully to blame for that reason, uh, for that uh, occurrence. Uh, My laptop last week uh, on Friday decided it was just going, or a couple of days before, I think, but decided it was just going to give up the ghost. Um, So my laptop of, I think, nearly four or five years has finally... Uh, shuffled off to laptop heaven. Um, Rest in peace, sweet prince. You have yes, served as well. Yes. No, it has done me very, very well. I've taken that thing to hell and back. But obviously not not the best thing when you're trying to record a podcast. So um, I didn't have a, a, a clear solution last week, unfortunately. So we had to put the podcast on hold. But I'm back better than ever. I've got a new laptop um, and I actually have to do a shout out for that, uh, for this laptop, um, Anthony, who listens to the show, massive, massive thanks to you for having a laptop that you wanted to get rid of and letting me pay it off. Um, it's really, really great. So thank you very much. And you are forever. I am forever in your debt. He saved us. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, great. Uh, now we've got the, uh, the apologies out of the way. Shall we, shall we get into some games, Karen? Sure thing, Joel. I'll let you start off. I want oh, you to tell right. me what you've... You know, because you've had... you've. I can... Look, I'll just... People haven't seen the list, but I can see the list. You've played more than I have, so you should definitely... Well, Tell me yeah. what you've been playing. I have. Like, you know, I've been playing a little bit, but... You've been, just, you've been bouncing. You've been Little jumping. bite-sized pieces here and there, yeah. Um, I've been playing some more Overwatch. We've been jumping back into that pretty hardcore in the last week. Um, jumping back into competitive, which has been good. Um, having a lot of fun having a lot of not fun some nights. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Uh, nothing more to say about that. Uh, I played a little bit more Yakuza 0. I haven't played as much more as I would have liked to. Um, so I'm still relatively early on in that game, but it's still so good. Oh, that game is so good, Kyron. Um, yeah, it's and I, I, I think they're all, it's back in stock in most places as well. So if you wanted to pick it up after I t- spoke about it last time... Um, you might have a bit more luck now, fortunately. Uh, but I've, I played three things in the last couple of weeks uh, that I haven't spoken about before. Um, I've been playing a lot of Rogue Legacy on my on my Vita. Um, I dabbled with it before, and I hadn't really sort of sunk my teeth into it all that much for whatever reason. But I had a sort of, I don't know, an urge to go back to it maybe. I was looking through my Vita download list, and I was like, oh, I'll give that a go again. Um, and I'm glad I did because I've played a lot of that game. Um, that Rogue Legacy is a 2D platformer uh, roguelike. Uh, it's re- really, really great. So um, basically you enter a castle and try and see how far you can go to try and beat, I think there's like four different bosses that I can, that I can gather, four or five maybe, I'm not sure, um, uh, to sort of get trigger the end game. But uh, so far I've only beaten one of them. Um, very, very blind luck related. Uh, Sounds like a roguelike. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I just, I cannot get enough of that bloody genre. Um, yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. Um, ooh, 
what I was going to say. Oh, so the way that you pick your character before a new run, it's uh, randomly generated. You get to pick between three characters. Um, and you can go back along after your many, many deaths, which will occur. Uh, you can see your your lineage, basically, of all your other characters that you've played as. So you're picking the next sort of successor in your in your bloodline um, to attack the castle, essentially. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty basic combat at like at, at like sort of you know first glance but so when you you get that into it when you get more upgrades and stuff like that it's um becomes a little bit more complex there's a little bit more you can do like dashing and double jumps and and things like that um there are lots of different types of upgrades so you get to when you finish your run you have all your gold and you spend all your gold once you go back into the castle you lose all your gold and you start back from zero um eventually you get a skill that you can pile money into that will let you keep more gold. Um, the the person guarding the castle will only take, like, you know, I think at first 90% and then 80% and then subsequently less as you uh, level that one up. But there are permanent upgrades like health, damage, mana, um, unlocking sort of like the subclasses of all the different types of classes you can play because there's different types of classes. Um so you, I think there's like a knight you can play as, and the subclass for that is a paladin. Um, they have like an extra skill basically that they can do. I think the paladin's point is the, they can block. Um, you also get random attributes as well. So sometimes it might be that the game's in black and white because oh god, I hated when I got that. Character. <laughs> I just or, basically if I got the black and white thing, I'd just run into an enemy and die. Yeah, it's yeah the black and white one was is tough. Um, I hate the the like uh, far-sighted and short-sighted ones they're the ones i hate the most so basically it'll like blur like the outside of the screen or like close to the screen so you can only see at certain points it's yeah um it's a fun way to sort of keep you on your toes a little bit um and it really mixes it up and because you get the to choose between three different things you don't if you you, chances are there's not going to be all three characters that have that same trait um when you go to pick a new character to start a new run um uh, but there's also weapons that you find throughout, uh, and gear that you find in the castle as well. So once you find that, it gets unlocked at the blacksmith. Once you unlock the blacksmith from the big skill tree area, um, which it doesn't cost very much, you probably get it very early on in the game. Uh, and yeah, so you can find those sort of uh, that gear, and then you can buy it and then equip it all different types of gear. So you can change it before you go into a run. So if it's a character that's got a lot less health, you're not going to ch- pick like the the vampire helm that's going to drop your health a lot but you gain a lot more health back you're not going to use that um or maybe you will if you like to live dangerously i don't know uh but then there's also runes as well which have the same sort of effect um they have different types of uh effects and things like that like um health gain and you can up the the gold that you can receive from killing enemies and finding gold um you can lower the the strength of the enemies or or increase the strength as well depending if you want a a higher challenge the higher challenge comes with better rewards and the lower challenge comes with less rewards so it's all sort of like gear management as well which is really 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 fun um i've had a lot of fun with it it's good um it's a good way to sort of kick back on the couch and have something on the tv and just play that so i don't need to have the sound on or anything or pay too much attention to it there is an underlying story there as well you find journals at certain points um but i'm pretty sure i found all the journals now i'm not sure but as far as I know, uh, but yeah, I've I've been really enjoying Rogue Legacy. Uh, it was a PlayStation Plus game ages ago. You can pick it up on most of the consoles for relatively cheap, or PC as well for cheap. 
but I've also been playing a couple of mobile games, Kyron. Uh, really, these, Joel? I know, right? What a surprise. Um, mainly this week, because two, two games came out this week. One that I've been sort of anticipating coming out for mobile, and the other one which was a big surprise. Uh, the first one, which was the, the one I've been anticipating, is called Slay Away Camp. Um, now, Slay Away Camp, it was a, it's a PC game. It's a slide puzzle game. Uh, but it's just been released on mobiles this week. It's been coming for a while. I've been keeping my eye on it, and it finally launched. So I uh, took the plunge and picked it up. Um, uh, the, the theme of Slay, uh, Slay Away Camp is basically like uh, you play through 80s slasher film video cassettes. Um, that's the setting of it all, and it's sort of uh, isometric view, uh, and you slide left, right, up, and down to slide your um, serial killer around the map, uh, and you've got to kill everyone in the map and then get to the final, like, teleporter or something, wh- whatever it's called. It's like a little, like, pentagram on the ground, basically, and that's your, like, end point. Um, it's, it's really, really fun. It's really... The, the visual style of it all is great because every time you start a new VHS, because they're the levels, essentially. So the level's got different stages in it, and each level has, like, a different theme. So the first one's Slay Away Camp. Then there's Slay Away Camp 2. Then there's Thra- Slay Away Camp 2.5 in 3D. Um, they had a val- There's a Valentine's Day one, which is... Um, I can't remember what the Valentine's Day one's called. But, yeah, there's a Valentine's Day pack as well. Um, so the, the developers are constantly upga- uh, updating stuff to it as well. In fact, you can join the Kill Club, uh, which is basically their mailing list, and every month they send you a kill code for uh, a new uh, unlockable serial killer you can unlock in the game. And you only get through that uh, mailing service. Um, there's lots of upgrades as well, so you get in-game currency for, for killing and finishing the level. You get money. Um, there's also a little, like, just like a mini game at the end of each level so it's just like a slider that moves from left to right and it's got like a like a kill zone in the middle and if you tap it in the kill zone you do you do the kill it's like a, you get a little cinematic kill um and yeah you get extra coin for it it's uh also too the uh the art style of it is all like sort of block based so it's it's very violent and very gory but it's also very cute in a way um it's very like it takes it it doesn't take itself too seriously um and i'm not usually a, a guy that goes nuts for slide puzzle games but i was gonna um, say it doesn't really seem like the genre for you no 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 it doesn't and I, that's why I was, I, I was sort of like oh and there's been a couple of times where i've like hit a wall i'm like i can't figure this out and i put it down but i've come back to it uh like you know after a couple of hours or a day or so and i'll go back to it and i go oh and i'll just sort of stumble across the answer it's, it, it's very much based in trial and error this game um yeah and there's different uh, objectives as well for different levels so some like most of the time it's just kill everyone in the level and get to the end um sometimes they'll add cops in which if whichever direction they're facing if you slide your serial killer into into them the direction they're facing they will bust you and you fail the level um there's like environmental hazards like uh, water and fire and and different like, like campfires and stuff um and, but some other ones would be like, you know, you finish this stage in a limited uh, amount of moves, like a certain amount of moves, or um, there might be a certain order you have to kill a certain people in. Um, I've only encountered that one once. I don't know whether that was just a, like a level specific one. Um, and yeah, so like when you started a new VHS, it gives you like a little intro clip and it's very much like, 
uh, like a, the trailer to a really bad 80s slash film. Um, and it's very funny. There's lots of different um, like kill cut scenes you can unlock. I can't remember exactly what they're called, but they're little kill cut scenes. There are different ways that you can kill people essentially. So there's one where like um, you like shove a grenade in their mouth and their head blows off. Or like, it's, it's, it's very over the top, um, but in a good kind of way. It's not, it's not super disturbing. It's quite funny. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with that. It's out on PC, which is on sale on Steam at the moment. I was having a look before. Um, but it's on the App Store, like on iOS. It was going for like $4.50. And that's one price. There's no in-app purchases. It's completely... And anything they're going to release from then on, you'll be able to, to get, as far as I know. Unless they do like, you know, premium level packs or whatever. I don't know, which they may very well do. But um, it seems like there's a lot of content there to play through. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, the other game, which I only picked up yesterday or the day before uh yeah either, either yesterday or the day before i can't remember exactly but uh is called gunman taco truck an incredible title yeah I say. and i tell you what it, the, the title lives up to the game very much so um How? so uh, oh let me let me tell you guy um so this game is uh basically to describe the best way to describe it would be a combination between like cooking mama and a side scrolling like shooter so the storyline goes that that, uh the the united states is taken over by zombies and you're trying to take your family taco truck to canada and start a new life there where the infection hasn't like got there yet makes sense um yeah right uh it's all pixel art bay uh art style um looks really really great lots of colors lots of really fun stuff to look at the enemy design is really cool um all the characters, when you, like, serve them, they look really... The, the way that... The, they kind of look like... Almost like the um, the portraits from Papers, Please. That kind of pixel art. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little bit little bit more cartoony, but, like, that kind of style. Like, with pixel art, but with a bit of detail. Um, that's when you're, like, serving customers um, in the taco truck. Uh, but the surprise of this game was, one, that it came out this week, and I had no idea what it was. I was reading one of the, um, the like... T- uh, what are they called? Forums that I read about mobile games. Um, and they were like, you need to be playing Gunman Taco Truck right now. And I was like, well, the name sounds great. So clearly, um, the game's free to play, uh, but there's no like microtransactions as such. There are in-app purchases. So you can buy permanent upgrades. So you can buy permanent new trucks and weapons, but you can get them in the game anyway, depending on how far you go. Um, but after a certain while, you'll play to a certain point and it'll go, well, you've reached the end of the trial. Do you want to pay $1.49 for the rest of the game? To which I promptly said, yes, I do, because it's great. Uh, and it's $1.50, so, which is a really great price for those games. And I've said this millions of times before, haven't I, Kyron, about mobile games. That's the, that's the, the monetization style that I like about games. Well, the, the free to play and then yeah so you play like a good chunk of the game get a good feel for it and i didn't know it was like that i thought it was just free to play in general i thought it was like free to play and it's gonna be i was gonna hit microtransactions and different types of currencies and stuff like that um but yeah i, I literally hit like a wall where it's like all right you've played the, you've played enough of the game now you can either quit and start a game from scratch or you can pay dollar fifty and keep playing and see how far you go and i was like well yeah absolutely i'll do that so I, it's good to see that that's um out there but like I said, the surprise came to me was when I realized who made the game. Um, it's made by John Romero and his wife and son. 
So, uh, as in, uh, John Romero has created, uh, what, like, Doom? He had, his hand, he had his hand in Doom. He had his hand in Doom, and a lot of those, like, like very old school shooters and things like that, lots of games from that, that era that were iconic. Um, and yeah, it was, yeah. and then the next time I loaded the game up after I'd read that, sure enough, it was Romero Studios. I went, oh, okay, yep, probably should have, uh, Probably should have realized. But apparently, yeah, it was him and his wife. His wife did the art for it. Um, and it all spawned from, like, a coding, like, lessons that he was doing with his son. He was teaching his son how to code. Um, and he came up with this idea for this game, and they decided to develop it a little bit more and release it as a full game. Um, I believe it's out on PC as well. So if you don't like playing mobile games but you want to dive into it, um, check it out as well. Um so yeah, like I said, it's like a cross between Cooking Mama and shoot, like a shoot 'em up. So you drive to a location which costs fuel. So you, your tank has like three miles of fuel, and so like the locations will be anywhere between one and three fuel that you need to get to them. Um, so when you travel to a location, that's when the shooting mechanic comes into it. So it's basically your trucks on the left hand side, and you can swipe up or down on the left um, to move your truck up, like th- or up or down like three different lanes, which comes in later when you've got to dodge obstacles and stuff like that. Um, and then you just tap the, the, the right-hand side of the screen on the enemies until they die, and then you pick up whatever resources they drop because they drop things like meat. So all the enemies, most of the enemies drop meat that you can use to sell in your tacos then. Um, and then they, some of them drop money, and some of them you can like attack like road signs and things as well, and they'll give you scrap. Um, scrap's like the resource you use to upgrade your truck. Um, there are like slot machines you can use to like turn uh, scrap into money and vice versa as well. Um, so there's like a random element to it as well. But when you get to a location, you'll stop. There'll always be a shop there, which will either be like a like a mechanic, so you can upgrade your truck, uh, or it'll be a like a food store where you can buy new supplies to make tacos. Uh, once you stop there, you tap on your taco truck, and you're open for business, and all the customers will line up, and then it'll give you a, a taco that you have to make. And there's a recipe book, you flick through it and go, all right, cool, I need this, this, and this. You make the taco, fold it up, hand it to the customer. If you do it quick enough, they give you a tip, so you get a little bit extra money. Um, if you don't have any of that ingredient, you have to cancel the order, and they get mad and run away. Oh, that, that would make me mad. It happens all the fucking time as well, because you'll get to the spot, and you're like, yeah, cool, I'll, I'll, great, I've got all this stuff. I haven't used that resource, that, that, that ingredient yet. I probably won't need much of it. I only got one. And then every motherfucker wants that ingredient. And you're like, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> and then at later points as well, you'll get to to points where they'll want to customize their order as well. So they'll like go, I want this taco, but I don't want any onions, but I want to add spicy salsa to it. And you go, all right, cool. All right, I've got to memorize all that. I'm starting to remember some of them. There's a lot of ingredients, but luckily you can flick through the book um, and the timeout on it. Because if you take too long, Obviously, they get impatient and they walk away as well. So, but it doesn't seem to be too punishing for that. Um, it's it's really good. It's a really fun game. It's kind of got like a like an Oregon Trail vibe to it as well because you're trying to get from point A to point B without dying or blowing up your truck or anything like that. Um, it's really funny. It's silly. It's a really great mobile game. I've like I was I was literally playing it before I called you on Skype before, Kyron. I was waiting for you to come online. I'm like I'm just gonna play this for a bit and yeah put in a few hours with it uh it's really really great uh you should check it out 
it's a dollar fifty. It's free actually, but then it's a dollar fifty if you want to keep playing. You'll get to a certain point where you can't go any further. Um, and yeah, it's really really good. I highly recommend it. It's probably the best. I highly I've ever recommend done. tacos. Exactly. Well, I'm really hungry now as well. I haven't eaten much today. No one tacos, but I had an amazing burger for dinner. Oh, I envy you. I had like the scraps. <laughs> I was working in the kitchen tonight at work, so I had like oh. scraps of stuff that, like you know, missed like wrong orders and things like that that we that people didn't want. So, which lucky there was plentiful tonight because people changed their mind while I was cooking their food. So great, good old indecisive people. Mm, fantastic. But that's about it for me in terms of what I've been playing. Uh, I highly you need to go check out Slayaway Camp and and Gunman Taco Truck. They're both great games, and Rogue Legacy is really fun as well. So, Kyron, what have you been playing? Well, mm. Joel, <laughs> uh, as first of all, but before I get to the big thing, I just want to say that I'm still still playing uh, Fire Emblem Heroes over here. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably saw I got my boy Roy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I managed yep. to pull him. The night before his special summoning event went away. Oh wow! So that was a time it thing, was wasn't it? Ridiculous. Yeah, like because it's changed over now. Um, the heroes are, are four different Fire Emblem heroes now. Okay. So uh, the night before, I was like, "Look, I got twenty orbs. Let's just see how we go." And just bam, I pulled myself a five star Roy. I'm very happy now. Yep. Uh, I just believe the message you sent me was just, oh my God, in caps, and then the picture. A picture of Roy. <laughs> happy to find out, actually, that he was voiced by Ray Chase, uh, which may not be a name that means anything to any of you, but uh, if you've played a little game that came out last year, which was uh, it was Final Fantasy XV. Okay, he was oh, okay. Noctis. Oh, right. That's awesome. So my, my boy Roy is voiced by Noctis, which That's is also great. the first time Roy's had an English voice, because if you played smash he's only ever spoken in japanese yep but uh yeah so that was cool i got roy i'm still playing it just now i've got roy i can ease up a bit on the summoning <laughs> so i'm happy now and the microtransactions uh, you get a sort of um, for now, unless like i really want one of the lords that's up for summon this week so i might buy oh some okay we'll see we'll see I've, I've only spent like 20 bucks on it so far it's fine you're in it man you're it's, in the it's, it's not now. gonna it's not gonna rule my life hopefully <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Um, so that was, that's, that was most, that's what, when I'm basically on break at work or waiting for the game I'm actually playing to load again, which is a game that you could probably go back a couple of weeks to when we were talking about play, well, when I was talking about this game most recently and how we said we, I would probably not get it because we were going to get for honor. Yes. Yeah. That's but then a, yeah. our group that was getting for honor pulled out of for honor. So I ended up getting Neo. I picked up Samurai Souls, basically. And how is that going for you, Karen? Look, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. it I mean, it, it, there are some things it, it does really well, and there's some stuff that I really don't like about it. Right. But uh, we'll, we'll start from the top. Uh, you, if, you, if anyone knows anything about Neo, or Neo or Neo, however you pronounce it, Neo. Uh, it originally started its life back in 2004. Yeah. That's um. That's a it's, long it, time. Yeah, it was basically a project that spawned from an unfinished script written by Akira Kurosawa, and since then it's just been just changed and changed and changed and changed until Team Ninja got their hands on it and uh, basically they've been working on it for the last four years right. until it's 
emerged as the horrible nightmare that it is today. I mean that in a nice way, not a not a bad game. It's it just it's a horrible nightmare in an endearing way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story is based on the life of a historic Western samurai, William Adams. Except William Adams, as far as I know, didn't actually fight demons. I could okay. be wrong. Yep. I'm not a Japanese historian, so... Yeah, who knows? We weren't yeah. there. It's fun. We, we weren't there. Like, maybe he did fight demons. I don't know. But the one in the game does, and those demons suck. I hate them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think we have spoken about it enough in the past for me to basically say it plays like a Souls game, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, if you know how to play a Souls game, you know what to sort of expect from this. Lots of locking onto your enemies, lots of learning their patterns and picking the best chance to strike. It does feel a bit more action-heavy than Dark Souls, but okay. I guess that's sort of like the Team Ninja aspect to it. Like, Would you say it's a little, t- little bit more Bloodborne-y? Or? I mean, there is no blocking, much like Bloodborne. Yep. Uh, I would say the, the dodging is very similar. Like, It does have like a little dash mechanic in it, okay. which if you played Bloodborne, you'll be familiar with. Oh, yes. Uh, the sort of stuff it does differently that I really like is, for example... You fight, you, you basically a fighter. You can fight these things called gokais, which are just these big douchebag demon assholes. And so the best thing about this game that I really enjoy for the most part is every time you lock onto an enemy, including the yokais, you you feel like you're on the same playing field because you, you lock onto them and you can see their health bar and their stamina bar, which okay. is something that Dark Souls doesn't give you. So... That's how sometimes you'll be fighting a Dark Souls enemy and you're like, oh man, you are like 15 hits into this combo. You're going to run out of stamina at any point and that enemy usually just goes, yeah, nah, man. Nah, you're dead. I'm just going to lock you here and just keep hitting you like, oh, cool. (laughs) Guess I'll just die. But in Neo, they have stamina. So once that drains, they actually have to take a second. And that's actually, it's, it's a really small thing that I really like about this game. Oh, great. But basically, if you're fighting a yokai, usually the big demon guys, if they run out of stamina, they have to drop a circle on the ground, which I'm not sure if you played the demo at all. I played the first one. The first one. one. You may have seen it in that. They drop like the gray circle and it basically refills their stamina and drains yours whilst you're standing in it. Right. So you've got a thing, within your stamina, you have a thing called a key burst, which is if you are... If you time the press of, I think it's R1, or you can get an upgrade where it's just chain stances with like X, square, and triangle. Also an amazing feature that is, I'm finding pointless now because I only ever use high stance, but it's still cool. But it's cool though, because uh, like, you know, other people might have different play styles that they want. Yeah, that, I mean, you, you, to you can, like some of the enemies, like the regular troop guys, you'll visibly see changing stance, which is pretty neat. That's cool. Uh, but I usually just stick to high stance because power. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't blame you. So, I'd be the same. Yeah, so basically those gray circles, you have to get... You get pretty good at just getting... Like, your key burst will just get rid of them. And if you get real good at that, which you're going to want to because later in the game, you'll be fighting lots of yokais who love dropping their little stamina-draining circles all across <sighs> the arena. And sometimes you'll just wish that they wouldn't because you just want to have some stamina to do something please, or anything. No more. Please. No more. I just want to block. No. Okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess I'll just die much like in dark souls, but it's it. Like the combat does feel a lot like dark souls for the most part, but there's like little things like you can see their stamina bar. You've got to sort of get key pulses down to get rid of their little stamina drain circles. 
and all that sort of stuff that makes it a little bit different. The biggest thing that makes it different from Dark Souls is, and it's probably something that I would check under the negatives, for me at least. Like, okay. I, I, you may be okay with this. Maybe someone out there, maybe other people are. Personally, I love that Dark Souls is just a world that you get dropped in for the most part, and you're just like, whoa, I'm going to go explore this and have a horrible time having yep. fun. Yep. But because but Neo actually breaks it down into missions, which is fine. I don't think level-based games are bad. So no. please don't come at me with your pitchfork saying that I'm saying that. No. Uh, I just, I kind of like the discovery in Dark Souls when you like just, you beat a boss and you stumble through into a new area. You're like, whoa, what the hell is this place? Yep. Meanwhile, in Neo, you beat a boss and it goes, cool, mission complete, hold circle here to continue and you'll get kicked to like a map screen. You move your cursor over, you pick your next level and you, etc. Again, that's not bad. I just, I prefer stumbling into a whole new area and just being like, oh shit, where am I? That continuity I need a bonfire. Is, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a good thing. Like I, I yeah. do like that as well. It just, it feels like one long continuous journey. Yeah. Like Dark Souls, I, again, to, to sort of boil it down, I guess it is Dark Souls, at least Dark Souls 1, like Dark Souls 2 still sort of does, Dark Souls 3 sort of as well. They feel like worlds, but Neo feels like a video game, which is fine. Right. But it does, like, because of the stage-based nature, you're kind of like, cool, I beat this stage, I'll go back, I'll level up, and I'll go to the next stage, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, I'm about 40 hours in, but there's a fair amount of, like, a few of the maps get reused a fair bit for a lot of the submissions and, like, okay. sort of stuff. So you'll get to know some of the maps pretty well, for better or worse. And I have begun to notice a bit of a lack of enemy variety. I am starting right. to see some new enemy types now where I am, but it took a while. I was kind of just fighting the same guys with spear, sword, axe, or yep. undead guy with spear, sword, axe, or a big yokai with a, an axe or a sword and all that sort of stuff. Just but, some sort of cannon fodder. Yeah, and again, the combat is usually good enough that I still feel engaged, but... It, the game also sometimes just relies on cheap tricks where, like, you'll be walking along and you'll get shot from somewhere and you'll see an archer. And you'll be like, oh, I didn't see you there. Pretty clever, Neo. And then Neo's like, yeah, I'm going to do that 50 more times. And uh... it gets kind of old. You get kind of sick of walking down a corridor and getting shot from somewhere. You're like, really? You're still doing this to me? Okay. All right. This is this is okay. It's okay. Right. Anyway, I'm, I sound like I'm being pretty negative. The game is good. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It's just there are some things that I'm kind of just like, mm, yeah, this this probably probably could have done better, right? Okay, but um, look, if you like if you like getting your ass kicked by a game, like this is a good game for it, and plus there are some there's some some things you can do in the game, but you can't do in Dark Souls that are, I feel like a jerk for doing. There's an item called the Sloth Talisman. I'm not okay. sure if you've heard about it. I don't think I have yet. Okay, and you're gonna you might enjoy this because it's pretty funny. So some of the bosses move really fucking fast okay right, okay so sometimes it might help if you've got a sloth talisman which is a, a magic spell you, you can sort of level up to get and you can pop that sloth talisman on, a, on an enemy and for a, usually i think it's like maybe 20 30 seconds maybe less they just move really slow <laughs> and i'll tell you what on some of the boss fights that's the only way i've beaten them because they move so quickly holy crap please yep. just Lay off a Red Bull, okay? I, I need to actually hit you. But that sometimes has been the best way to do it because they just don't have a chill, Joel. They just do not chill. No chill. Absolutely no chill. 
Uh, yeah. The thing is, like, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. I've been, I, I haven't picked it up. Um, mainly because I heard that the it it's roughly like ninety hours long. It is apparently huge. Like I said, I'm about forty ish hours, and I think yeah. I'm only halfway through it. And oh man, I'm scared. <laughs> that's well, that's the one reason why I was like, I don't have time to invest. I've got a very big time. I've got two very big time things coming up. Um, and I'm playing one now, actually, anyway. So, like, you know, Yakuza 0 is seeming a bit more of a time sink than I thought it would be, mainly because of its, like, you know, little side activities you can do. Um, that's the thing. That's that's sort of where this game gets you as well. Like, there's a lot of side yeah. missions, and you can redo a lot of the missions as harder versions called Twilight missions. Okay. So there's, there's lots of side stuff to do, but it, a lot of it's recycled. So, you know, yeah. eh, it may not be a cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the thing I've been hearing the most about is a lot of people like obviously the Souls comparison is there like yeah clearly. Like, I, it's, I, I don't like to lean on it too heavily because I feel like too many people are already doing that because yeah. it is its own game that you can't help but be like well it's it's a lot like a Souls game guys yeah but the thing I've heard a lot of people say is that it's it is really actually a completely like very different like it's it's it shares the same sort of like mild dna of it of of a souls game but yeah. it's it's its own thing which is great oh yeah for sure um you know uh, but i've heard a lot of people like it it seems more ninja gaiden than anything there there's definitely some ninja gaiden stuff to it and if you've played like a team ninja game you will probably recognize uh, not, even, not even just team ninja or even a koei tecmo game yeah you will begin to realize some character models so much so to the point where both my housemate and I almost immediately were like, I know this character is going to be a boss later on because <laughs> it's by these guys. So, I mean, make about what you will. It's still fun. It's still, still fun. fun. I, look, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll, I, I, I am definitely interested. I, I really enjoyed playing the um, the alpha and the beta and whatnot, whatever, which whenever I played. Um, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, and I think it was because it was a lot faster and it was like, had that bloodborne feel to it as well. Um, didn't feel, wrong. it didn't feel as I, I don't know for me it just didn't feel as polished. I think it was because I was expecting yeah. that. I mean that's a thing. That level that's, def- that's definitely something I've noticed. It doesn't feel as polished. Yeah. But again, in a weird way, it's incredible that Team Ninja made this because the last Team Ninja game I played was Metroid Other M. Oh wow! Now, yeah. I could I could go on a rant about how that game. It, it, it's not perfect by all means. But it's Metal Gear Solid Five. It's a fun game. It's the story was terrible. Yeah, I guess I would say Metal Gear Solid Four is more of a fun game in this, but I still appreciate things from Upper M. But maybe we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I was just like, wow, this isn't as polished as a <laughs> as a Dark Souls game. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I'm still really enjoying it, and I appreciate it. Uh, I can see it being like if you have zero experience with these games i bet it's really intimidating because oh, yeah. you've got all the different weapon types like you know you've got your sword your dual sword your axe your spear your kusaragama your bow your rifle your hand cannon all those melee weapons as well they have like the three stances yep. there's combos all the inventory to manage the stats guardian spirits all have their own little things they bring to the table like i have beside Besides, like, the fire firefox thing from the demo and the bird and there's, like, a shark and ice butterflies and a little a little spider that has, like, a teapot for a for a body. That's awesome. It's, 
it's cool. Like, there's lots of little cool stuff, and I'm like, oh, man, I really like this game. I like finding the little Kadama spirits around the stages to, like, you can use... once you. So, basically, every stage has little green spirits called Kadamas. Mm-hmm. And at the shrines, which are basically bonfires, Yep. Uh, based on which Kadamas you've found, like, they've each got different hats when you find them, you can choose a blessing, and it'll be stuff like increased weapon drops, armor drops elixir drops which you always want you always want more elixirs because they are your your heals and you need them uh and amrita which is souls that's all i call it like we already call it souls because i'm not going to say amrita it's like how how much amrita do i need to level up no it's how many souls i need to level up it just is (laughs) any game where there's that risk reward of like if I die, I'm going to drop all these 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 XP. Yeah, that's it's, like, it's, it's just generally souls. I do the same thing. I'm just like, Even yeah, in I drop Bloodborne, my souls. In Bloodborne, it's like, here are your blood echoes. I'm like, cool, here no, are my souls. souls. Yeah, no, I, I, I had, at that point, I had not even played Dark Souls. And I was just like, ah, I just lost all my fucking souls. Every time. Yeah, it's, it's just like the general term for it yeah. now. Like, yeah, so... I won't go on too long because I've talked a lot about it. But yeah, I'll say it's good. If you like Dark Souls and those sorts of games, check it out. If you want to see what Team Ninja would do with a Ninja Gaiden these days, definitely check it out because it's it's a cool mm. little game. It's got a really weird story. I'm sort of vaguely following it, but there's a lot of cutscenes and a lot of stuff is happening. And I I think there's too much narrative going on. That's just me. Okay, yep. But uh, the boss fights have been damn fun. And... There's been some really cool areas to explore, and I just love my little my little ninja weapon, the Kusuragama. I've got like a scorpion move where I can like fling it out, and if it's a light enemy, I can pull them over to me. Oh, and I just feel like yes. a badass every time I do it. Yep. So yeah, that's Neo. It's good. Awesome. I, it's definitely something I want to pick up eventually, but maybe when I've got a little bit more time, when I don't time have, is when I don't have like Breath of the getting... Wild and Persona Five looming <sighs> over me. You talk. I've got Breath of the Wild. I've got like two weeks after that. I've got Dark Souls DLC and Final Fantasy Fifteen DLC. And I'm, I'm considering getting Andromeda because I've got some vouchers I haven't used yet, and I'm like, why the hell not? Because I want to play that game still. I guess. I and mean, I've so. got Persona. Mm-hmm. And then in May, I've got a new Fire Emblem. Oh yeah. And we've got that Splatoon two test fire at the end of March as well. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've got pl- there's lots going there's lots, on. There's lots happening. So. <laughs> I, Neo won't blame you if you don't get to it yet. Yeah, uh, it'll be something I, I definitely want to check out though because I did enjoy what I played of it. I did enjoy getting well, enjoy getting my ass kicked multiple times. It's fun. So. It's yeah, I'm having fun. Yeah, I like having no confidence. <laughs> oh god, uh, awesome. Alrighty, anything else you wanted to say about Neo? Uh, not really. No? Check it out. It's cool. Sweet. Just. Be aware that it's it is mostly geared as a single player game, so if you if you relied on co op and Dark Souls, how it does it is a bit different. You can only co op with someone who's beat a stage already, so you uh, and a friend can't co op all the way through it. Just, you know, it's again, it's not a big thing. Uh, the, the last demo sort of it's the last demo was weird because apparently you could co op with someone who hadn't beat stages, oh. but apparently they only did that sort of to show off the co op, and then they were like, no, here's the full game. It actually works like this, and that's a little bit weird. But they do they do stress that it's meant to be a single player experience, right? Okay. In that case, just use sloth talismans. <laughs> sloth it's talismans. It's hilarious. Uh, all right. Shall we dive into some news, Karen? Uh, yes, we shall, Joel. Let's do it. All right. Let's let's kick out the gate straight away. 
with probably one of the bigger things from to come out of the last probably what three or four days. It's been pretty big. Yeah, it's still it, it hasn't exactly gone away yet either. No, it hasn't, and I don't think it will for a while. I think it's going to be messy for quite a long while. Um, if you've been anywhere on the internet, uh, in the last week, you will have seen uh PewDiePie in the spotlight for not the best reasons at the moment. Um. So basically what happened was, from what I've gathered, from what I've seen and what I have see, uh, seek out, what I've searched out, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, PewDiePie made a video where he was using the service Fiverr, uh, which the service Fiverr is basically people put up that they will do something for $5, like, you know. So it might be, I've, I've seen people use it in the past for like logos and graphic design work as well. It's like, if you just want a quick logo made up for something that you're working on, go on Fiverr, give someone five bucks and they'll do it. Um, which is great. Great service. Great, great idea. Um, but PewDiePie decided to take it to the next level and see how far he could push said service. Um, and so he, so, so I tried to say suck, suck, seek out again, but I tried to say suck out. I'm like that's not, that's not that's that's not what happened. That's not the tense required for that. He <laughs> he uh, looks for people who are uh, able to do increasingly sort of uh, unusual things for him, uh, which culminated in him having two guys from I believe India, I think from memory, um, holding up a sign saying "Death to all Jews" and laughing. Um. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, what followed from that was uh, did his MCM, which is run by Disney, uh, MCN, sorry, not MCM, um, which is multi-channel network. I learned that this week. Uh, I've oh, heard, did you? I've, I'd heard it before, but it was like it solidified this week because I've heard it so oh, fucking okay. much. Um, yeah, so his MCM, which is run by Disney, dropped him. Um, can't, uh, then subsequently YouTube have dropped his show, the second season of his show, which is Scare PewDiePie or whatever it's called. It's, yeah, everyone tries to yeah, scare Yeah, I'm pretty him. sure it's, I think it's, yeah, Scare PewDiePie. Yeah, or PewDiePie is scared or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, so they've they've cancelled that. He's been dropped from that. Um, and yeah, the the you know, media have been labelling him as a anti-Semitic. Um, he has, uh, which I just watched before, released a uh, response video just entitled My Response. It's about 11 minutes long, uh, which he says, okay, yep, I I, might have gone a bit far with the joke. Um, But then goes on to sort of say that the media is basically like hanging him out to dry and using him as an example and and, um, targeting him because he's so so in the public eye uh, so prominently. So... That's where we're at at the moment with this whole situation. Um, of, clearly, there's a lot more going on under the surface that I don't think anyone else knows, apart from the people involved. Uh, and even they might not know the full story. Uh, what do you think, Karen? I mean, it's messy. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, I think ultimately, ultimately, I don't think PewDiePie is a bad person. Uh-huh. I think if you watch the apology video, uh, you can he like he introduces it. He introduces himself as Vanette by the name Felix. Yep, like by his real name. Mm-hmm. So, 
I mean, it's it's easy to say this, and I can only I can only imagine how difficult it must be to be in this position. But like, YouTube personalities get to where they are because of their YouTube personality. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not defending what his personality is, but I mean, there's a there's a, he's got a lot of attention coming his way right now. Granted, I mean, as unsurprisingly, his subscriptions keep climbing now. Yeah. Uh, and maybe not for the best reasons either. Um, yeah, no, okay, so that's another thing that's sort of... It's, it's a really tricky thing to talk about. Because uh-huh. it's... it's The internet... I don't know, Joel. Like I, It's tough. It's a really tough subject. Like, a lot of, uh, sort of, I guess, hate groups or things like that, yeah. for starters, have, have sort of championed him for this. Um... Now, he says that his intention was, I was just trying to, to prove, like, as a joke, how far you could take this service. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I get that. I Like like you said, Garrett, I like, I, you know, I appreciate, I can I can understand what he's doing, like, in terms of him as a person, like, as, as PewDiePie and his channel. Uh, it's not for me. I don't like his stuff. I don't actively watch his stuff. Um, but I get why people do. Uh, but... And I get what he's trying to do with this whole, with this quote-unquote joke. But it's, I think, maybe pushed it a little too far. And I think so. But you see, I think he sees that as well. I think he knows that. And that's the thing, yeah. I, I, I mean, w- the video's gone now, isn't it? Yeah, the video's gone. Yeah, it, it's obviously been pulled. Um, and it was very swiftly pulled, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, in that, that video, the, the response video that he said... Uh, that he posted. Uh, he said a lot of things about, I, I get his point. I, I kind of get where he's coming from in terms of like, oh, it was just a joke. Rah, rah, rah. I understand that, but all right. Like you probably could have dialed it back a little bit. You but, had, again, considering the current yeah. landscape for this sort of stuff, like yeah. where we're at, you know, globally right now, it's like... definitely not the thing that, we as humanity need right now in our lives. Um, Regardless, like I'm not going to drag politics into this. No, no, but no, like, no. You know, like it's, it's definitely this is this is the sort of thing that's sort of happening around the world. Like these mm-hmm. these people that are now that have now started flocking to him. Yep. You know, they're they're a very very specific sort of person. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I look. I don't know. It's a really messy situation. We'll probably, I'll definitely be keeping my eyes on it because it's hard not to because it's so public, um, and he's such a like a like a well known figure in in the sort of YouTube community. Um, he, well, he likes he likes to stir as well. He is, and that's the thing. He is he's a troll, and he's that's what he does. And in in his video, he says about like. Uh, he argues about the whole thing that the, the Wall Street Journal posted an article about it and um, put him in a different different light. And he talks about how they took they went through all these other videos and tried to find other things that would potentially allude to the fact that that was his view on this situation. And didn't mm. didn't didn't they take him? Or I think he claims that they took him to to Disney and YouTube. Yeah, and he, he his impression is that. Uh, Wall Street Journal took that to YouTube and Disney and pressured them into dropping him, basically. Um, mm. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, again, it's going to come down a lot to, like, he said, she said. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, it's it's so tricky as well with how how the media is already being referred to by certain certain people. Mm-hmm. It's a whole it's a whole mess, Joel. Oh that's, yeah, that's the best way to it's, describe it. It's really nasty. Um, but I mean, we'll guess we'll see what happens from here on. He's explicitly said it's not going to stop him from making videos and posting content. So I have no, there's no surprises there. Really. No, it's like why would you? That's you know when you've got what is it, fifty three million subscribers on youtube why would you do that and and counting (laughs) and counting yeah um but you know again like he 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 did apologize but Mm -hmm. again it's just it's not the sort of thing i think maybe he won't go that extreme again but i guess we'll see he apologized in his own sort of yeah troll i would say that i would say that was a decent sort of apology considering considering the situation and uh I, it seemed pretty sincere as well. Yeah, exactly. And w- yeah, when he like I said, of, he introduced himself as Felix, not PewDiePie. And the the last part too, where he was sort of saying, you know, thank you for the support from all my fans, and he started to well up, basically. Yeah, he got so, a little emotional, which is you know, he is human. For, he is. So that's it. And it, it, I mean, I can't imagine the amount of pressure that would be applied to a person who's putting up videos for 53 million subscribers. Exactly. And the, the amount it's of pressure... It's not an excuse. No, but... no, no. And the amount of pressure put on someone as... This is the problem I have with putting, like, seeing people as role models in, like, you know, sports stars and all that sort of stuff. And as soon as they put one foot out of line, and sometimes they put, like, eight foot, eight feet out of line. But, you know what I mean? Like, as soon as they, like, dip their toe over that line, um, everyone's just, like, calling for blood, going, you know, children Basically, looking yeah. up to you and all sort of stuff. Burning him at mistake. Exactly. And it's it's like, well, I you know, I guess they they need to know that when they're going into this that they can be seen as a role model, but that's not their primary objective. Everyone is still me included, is still surprised at how much money you can make from YouTube. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. It's insane. Honestly, it TV's is. TV's dead. Yeah, well, you know, I don't really watch TV anymore. Nope. I stream stuff yeah. and watch lots of YouTube. I watch YouTube and Netflix, and that's all I watch. Like, you know, that's that's my TV. I have my channels that I watch, and, and, and they have content that is scheduled to come out on certain days of the week, and then I watch them. But the, yeah. the, the added bonus is I don't have to sit down at a specific time and watch it. I can watch it whenever I fucking want. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the joke was definitely not okay. It was obviously. not not good. Not good. Not in in poor taste. Um, yeah. Regardless of what taste. you want to say about, you know, it's free speech and all that sort of stuff. Regardless, or it's just a joke. That that whole argument. To some people, it's not, and that's what you've got to really come down to it. Especially when you are so far in that public domain. I mean, 50 million, 50 million subscribers is a pretty big number. Yeah. And you could probably people. argue he's also, like... He's probably, he's probably the biggest face on YouTube, right? Yeah. Well, he... like Everyone's on his PewDiePie. And Poots. that's why everyone talks about him, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, oh, well. We'll see. Let's move on to we'll something see what, yeah, We'll see what happens going forward. <laughs> Let's move on to something a little bit more straightforward, maybe. Uh, What do we got next? Ooh, Karen. It was announced uh, this this week? Last week? Last week. Uh, recently. Like, it's it's been... So this is actually a story that's been bubbling for a while. But I'll, mm. I'll let you do it first. You, you announce it first, and then I'll, I'll say what was, what's was been bubbling for a while. Okay, cool. So, yeah, about a week ago, uh, it came out that uh, Netflix had picked up a Castlevania TV series, animated TV series, by, um, by Frederator Studios, who do... I can't even remember off the top of my head. I feel like they do... 
Bravest Warriors, I think I want to say, uh, and things of that that type. Um, so they're sort of like weird, offbeat kind of uh, uh, cartoon shows. Um, and yeah, so Netflix have, have picked this uh, Castlevania TV series up to, to go to air on Netflix. First of all, what a... What a surprise, honestly. Mm, yeah, like, that's really... Like, Castlevania? Castlevania, of all properties. Like, I mean, there is a, obviously a very big community of people who love Castlevania, but it's still, in terms of, like, mass media, it's still a very niche part of that giant pie. Oh, yeah, I mean, I would still argue that, like, a lot of damage was done to the Castlevania fan base by Mercury Steam's recent efforts. Yeah, 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 well... Like, I didn't play the second Lords of Shadow game, but I definitely didn't remember liking the first one very much. No, look, it didn't seem like a Castlevania. It seemed like a good. This seems to be a, a like recurring theme with games these days. Um, seemed like a, like a fun game, but not a fun like a good Castlevania game. Yeah, it was okay. There was some pretty annoying stuff in it. It was very God of Warish, which was okay again if you wanted to play God of War, but I kind of wanted to play Castlevania. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, so what I was hinting at earlier, like, I remember reading a while ago that someone had been posting that they were like, yeah, so we've, we've, uh, got the rights to, like, a big video game franchise that's, like, 30 years old we're looking right. to make a series for. And I, a lot of sites were basically, I think, running with the fact that it would be a Nintendo property because they've been looking at licensing out their stuff. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and here comes Castlevania out of nowhere. Yes, yeah. You know, but uh, look, uh, I mean, I don't know how how good it's going to be. I mean, obviously, we can't tell until the, the thing comes out. But uh, I'm I'm interested in it. Uh, one of the producers, which is Adi Shankar, uh, who was involved in Dread, which I fucking love, um, he basically came out and said uh, in an article. Uh, on Collider, he said, uh, I'm personally guaranteeing that this is going to be the best fucking video game adaptation ever made to date. Big words, big, talk. big word. But it's also not, because, I mean, even if it's, like, good, like, what are we going to compare it against? Uh, the, the Resident Evil franchise? Or Hitman? I mean, or, it's yeah, Prince of Persia? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. Like, it depends what sort of Castlevania they're making. And exactly. I don't even know what sort of Castlevania series I want. I don't want it to be anything like Bravest... Or like, was it Bravest Warriors or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, please, nothing like that. Well, I want this to be anime as fuck. Well, I want this to be Helsing as fuck. It seems like it, it's, it's going to be, because it, they're, they're, like, you know, touting it as going to be extremely violent and extremely Good. Uh, mature. So... That's a that's two thumbs up already. Like it's you know they 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 know what the source material is and what they can do with it. And so it also must feature the Castlevania theme. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean that's I mean it's pretty big news and pretty interesting news. It's so random. It's What's, so random. Konami, what do you like? I I sort of appreciate what you're doing over the last couple of months, but. Where did it come from? Like, yeah. there's a Castlevania Netflix series, and you're making a Bomberman on the Switch. Yeah, that <laughs> apparently is like EB's shipment is sold out. Yeah, like, yeah. Zelda isn't. You can still get like pre-order Zelda. I mean, I'm gra- I assume there's less Bomb- Bomberman. That's yeah, that's probably true. Been yeah, produced, that's, but still, less. But it, it people are buying it. That was like, 
I saw that earlier on tonight. I was going to talk to you about it before. I was like, what the... What? So, okay, sure. All right. I want to buy it, but it just seems too expensive too much, for me. Too, too rich, but... That's yeah, a whole different discussion. The amazing thing is they're making a Bomberman game. Exactly, yeah. And a Castlevania Netflix series. <sighs> Crazy. I really hope it's good. It sounds... I mean, I don't really say it's based around any particular game, but it mentions the Belmonts, which makes me think, like, Castlevania 1, 2, and 3... Yeah, so the, the the Netflix's description for for Castlevania is inspired by the classic video game series. Castlevania is a dark medieval fantasy following the last surviving member of the disgraced Belmont clan trying to save Eastern Europe from extinction at the hand of Vlad Dracula Tepe himself. So I mean, yeah, it's Belmonts are being name dropped there. So do you, do you know what else it has to have, Joel? What it has to have. The speech from Symphony of the Night. <laughs> it has to what have. What is a man? What is a man? A miserable pile of secrets. Secrets. That surely, surely that was a, a miserable fucking... little pile of secrets, Joel. Oh, but sorry. enough talk. That was sure... have at you. Yeah, exactly. Surely that that was like a fucking meme, wasn't it? Like it's. I mean, it's well known now. It's it's like it's like you know video game joke, and it's yeah. Especially as if you like Castlevania, it's and it's. I see here like. Adi Shankar's post mentions that season one's coming this year and season two is next year. Yeah, so it's I think it's split up into two. Well, yeah, he said, it says something about season one, part one is coming out later this year. So I don't know whether uh. it's it's been broken up into different parts or whatnot as well. But yeah, it's so it's so random. It's so random. Very cool though. Like I'll I'll check it out. I love Castle. Oh, absolutely. Like I mean, and it's on Netflix and like you know. Who doesn't have Netflix these days? Now we're not scrubs and... Remember when it was a huge deal that Netflix came here? And now we're just like, oh, Netflix, whatever. I don't know what I want to watch. It's become Steam, where it's like, you look through your library, like, I don't know what I want to play. You've got like 8,000 I'm too overwhelmed. Yeah, it's like... "Mm." Too many options. Yeah. I'm going to play this game that I've already played like 8,000. I'm going to play Buying a (laughs) Buyback again. Like, it's... Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Cool. Alrighty, what do we got next? Now we're talking Switch, Joel. Switch time. Because, you know what? Some lucky bastard. I mean, I guess, honestly, I would actually say not lucky, given the, the nature of it. Yeah. Basically, I think he's not the only person, but this mm. particular NeoGAF user, Hip Hop the Robot, which is an amazing username. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> actually got their Switch retail pre-order shipped to them a few weeks early. Whoa. Someone's lost, I... it. Someone's lost their job. I mean, maybe... Like, didn't get any games. That's true, I suppose. But, it, but and, still, someone's lost their job that, that an actual, like, consumer switch is out there now. Yeah. A couple from what I've seen. I think I saw a picture of someone with a neon one as well. Oh, right. Uh, but, yeah, basically, he imme- almost immediately posted up a video, which basically dives into the UI of the system, which yeah. we hadn't really seen in any detail because Nintendo... Yep. So this gaff user has already like given us more information than Nintendo has about the fucking system, but yeah, well, the actual system, like, the actual not about the system. games, yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, what what I can definitely say about the UI is it's, it's pretty smooth. Yeah, I act, it's really nice. It's basic. It's simple. Um, it's very sleek. I like it. It's exactly yeah, what I want it to be. It, like it's it, it's nice. It's got the bells and whistles you expect. You've got your, you've got like a news tab where you can get like, I guess, Nintendo updates. Yeah. 
So there's the eShop, which can't be used without an update. No, but I mean that's good that the eShop is there, like on the console, the yeah. the, the one that's there. So whether or not the the switch is flipped when the uh, the actual console launches, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think I saw a, a, some tweets saying that, that uh, reviewers were getting their review units. It was like oh, this week. Oh, so. okay. It's good. It's, all, it's all getting very real, Joel. It's good to see it. Like I know I've seen it on like videos of people like holding them at events and stuff like that. But I don't know. There's something about this video. It's like, all right, cool. I don't know whether it's because it's like from like first person perspective, especially, essentially. Um, but it's sort of like I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I've got a, a feel of how big it is and like what this, the 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 system's gonna feel like in my hands. I got a little bit more of an idea about that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, it also shows something that is very very important to me. Uh, you can pick like a little profile picture. I did see. I I immediately thought of you as soon as I saw that, Karen. Yeah, Joel Samus was there. It, Samus was there. Samus, they remember Samus, and some extended pictures have come out of like a greater selection of what you'll be able to pick from. Okay, and you can not only pick Samus in Navaria's suit, there will also be a Zero suit Samus. Oh yes, and a Screw Attack logo. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, so you know, you know, Metroid's there. It's yeah. thinking well, about Samus as we'll as I I always am every second of the day. Maybe, we'll, maybe, maybe this, maybe <sighs> it's the year. <sighs> if only, hope. Joel. Yeah, if, we can only if hope. only. I'll, I if that happens at E three, like I don't know what I'm, I'll just I'm just gonna shut down for I, a week. I feel like to do. we need to watch we need to watch whatever Nintendo does at E three together, and we <laughs> need to face cam that shit. Because I feel that's that's like that's like this is really bad, and then it's just us being really sad. Well, that like, oh, well man, that's that true. Bummer. But it could be it could be like Tim Geddes playing through Uncharted, getting to the Crash Bandicoot part level of excitement. Like that could be that could be the same sort of thing. We could have a video like that. On I'm honestly hands. thinking more of a level of excitement for the that the former game trailers stuff. Oh yeah, showcased when. Shenmue 3 and the 7 remake and God and Last Guardian will there be tears Kyron will tears there'll be, be there'll, be, there'll be emotions because oh, yeah. just I, I just there'll be emo- I, I'll be excited as well but there'll be I'll, I'll be emotional because I know how much it means to you that's what it'll be I but. just want another Metroid game <laughs> I just it's it's all I want <laughs> just give me give me a Metroid game just do it yes uh, but the other thing it showed off as well that um, it looks roughly like the the system firmware takes up around about seven gig. Yeah, so I mean that's about gig. what we expected. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I mean, obviously, the uh, the switch is expandable up to two terabyte, so they're already like future proofing for like memory cards that don't fucking exist yet, which is good. Yeah, so if if you see a good SD card on sale, let me know because yes, those high end ones are expensive. I've seen a couple online. I've done a bit of like there's a couple of like online stores that you can get them relatively cheap. Um, it reminds me of, one of them. I didn't I didn't give Sony a pass on the Vita when they made you buy their proprietary memory cards. Yeah. Like huh, eighty bucks for thirty gig. I'm not going to give Nintendo a pass if they expect me to buy like a $100, like for maybe a, I don't even know how much a terabyte SD card costs. I think you can get it for like about 80 bucks, but like, I mean, I hope so. that's I still really like, that's so. like, that's, that's a terabyte compared to the fucking, what, 250, well, not even that, like 64 gig that like the highest Vita card 
came. And the thing is with the Vita ones though, because they were their propri- proprietary ones, they the price never dropped on those basically until oh, yeah. recently. Whereas this is only because it's like relatively new technology. That price is going to come down. See, I only care because I know I'm going to own more than one game for the Switch. Whereas for, for, for your Vita, like you only need Persona 4 Gold and then, then you're good. Really. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. You could argue Danganronpa as well, but... Persona 4 Golden, yeah, Persona Dug and Romper Golden. 1 and 2, Virtue's Last Reward, and Zero Time Del- Dilemma. Yeah, Zero Time Dilemma. Mm. Uh, Trials own... of Cold Steel 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac, yeah. Persona 3 Portable, if you can't get a copy of Persona 3 FPS. I'm, I am this close to doing that, Karen. I've been <laughs> trying to hold out to play like the full full experience but i just i fucking i need to play that goddamn game i mean you probably won't have time at the moment i don't think i will either it's I, a I must big, just wait. big I, game I've, it's been too i've left it too late now but i mean after five you might have time yeah maybe i'll just sort of once i get the end to the like credits of five and i'm in the fetal position crying because i'm like i have to there's no more <laughs> um yeah but that's good uh i I, that UI looks really nice. The Switch is looking nice. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be... I think there was... Was there anything in there about themes? I think in one of the menus it said something about... There, I mean, there mm. was the typical, like, light and dark. That's right. There was... That's where it was. Um, so, I mean, the, the 3DS had themes. Yeah, But at absolutely. the same time, uh, like, Nintendo might be going for the, the clean theme. Like, that's they true. may not want to clutter it up with too much... It'd be cool. Customization and stuff. It'd be cool if you could do it like, like, just like a, like a PC desktop where you can just pick a picture. Yeah, that'd have be cool. that as your background. Like it could be like a screen cap, like that you use for to take a photo of, because that's all you can do with the share button. Um, and yeah. hey, they're gonna add videos. It's yeah, just, just not yet. It's just not going to be able to. Yeah, it's coming, guys. Don't worry. Oh boy. Hey, like we we'll, we might get that thing for a Wii U TV over here. You know, it could happen. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. Who knows? I don't even think it exists anywhere else in the world. No, anymore, it doesn't. But... They, they patched it out. Oh, that's right. They did too. But oh. there's still a button on my on my Wii U gamepad. It's like, hey, this is the TV button. I'm like, uh-huh. Sure hey, it is. It is a very competent universal remote, Karen. <laughs> I wouldn't know. It definitely works as a universal remote. I've used it before. Uh, all right. Let's keep this Switch train rolling, shall we? Oh, uh, Yes. Yeah, this one's a little, a little rough. This one. This is mixed. I would say this next thing is mixed. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo revealed a few days ago that you know what, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. It's pretty. It looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you finish it, you don't want it to be over, do you? No, I want more. Please give it oh, to me. Well, well, good because Nintendo was going to give you an expansion pass. Oh well. So before we get into the, the the icky bits of that let's just yeah. cover what it contains exactly shall we yeah so the expansion pass will be available for uh 30 dollars australian mm-hmm. as of march 3rd as by the sounds of it when the game drops and when the switch drops uh presumably you'll be able to buy it across the switch and the wii u yeah but uh that's just an assumption i guess it would be weird if you couldn't yeah that, uh, it'd be so, a dick move, that's what it'd be. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So basically, if you buy the pass, like immediately in the yeah, in, in the Great Plateau area, 
three new treasure chests will spawn. Mm-hmm. So they'll contain useful items, Joel. Yep, useful items. In- including exclusive in-game clothing. Uh-huh. Uh, one of which, from what I hear, Joel, mm-hmm. is a Switch shirt for Link. Hmm. I know. We'll, we'll come I back know, to that. It sounds we'll, crazy. We'll, we'll, okay, continue. Let's, we'll, we'll come back to that. So that's that's what you get if you buy it immediately. Uh-huh. Uh in summer twenty seventeen, which will be our winter, winter. Yep. they'll release DLC pack one. So Joel, mm. in in that you will get a new Cave of Trials challenge. Okay. Don't know what that is. Mm. You will get access to a new hard mode. Hmm. And God God damn it. You will also get access to an additional map feature. Continuing down that classic Nintendo (laughs) being vague as fuck, there's a new thing on the map. And you'll be able to use it if you buy the season pass. What's that? Don't know. We'll we'll tell you about it later. Yeah. But Uh, could we know now before I pay for it? They're like, hey, you've already pre-ordered the console, haven't you? You Suckers. You don't know much about that yet. I was like, fuck you, Nintendo. You're right. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, And then in... Summer, for us, mm-hmm. they will release DLC Pack 2, which contains a new original story, Ooh. a new dungeon, mm. and additional challenges. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's that, yeah. that's what we want. Because, look, so... just before we get into it, because in the past, like, Nintendo hasn't, like, dived into uh, DLC all that much until recently, when they had uh, the Mario Kart... DLC, and oh, what's the other one that was? Oh, Smash Brothers, both and of, Fire Emblem and Fire Emblem, yeah. All they three both had of which were extensive DLC. Yeah, exactly. Like all of which have been really good and rel- like priced well, like great content in them, um, and been entirely optional. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm sure you would be envious if you didn't buy the Smash DLC. And here I am playing as Roy, the best character in Smash. It's all right, Kyron. I didn't need to because the only time I played it mostly was when I was playing with you. So as long as you had it on your console, it's fine. Smash is good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, but yeah, so hard mode. A, a, a difficulty level for a game being marketed as DLC. Now, here's the thing. that In reading that, that sounds like a dick move. Yep. But what if, again, I don't want to sound like I'm giving Nintendo too much credit here. Yeah. But what if there's a really, really tiny little chance that, like, when it says new hard mode, maybe it's something you trigger when you boot the game, or like when you start a new save, and it's sort of, it's somehow like Master Quest, and it sort of changes some dungeons or something like that. See, I don't that's know. What, I'm trying. When I first saw it, that's what I thought. But the more I thought about it, I was like, oh, I don't know. But. It's a lot of work, isn't it? it like, it, yeah. Like, wouldn't you market it that way? Wouldn't you have just called it like Master Quest? Uh, Unlock Master Quest. I don't know, man. Wouldn't you say that you would something more of an additional map feature? Well, that too, yeah. But that's just fucking dumb. But whoever wrote this, that for specifically DLC Pack One, they needed, you know, they needed to find a new job. Um, I assume that Cave of Trials is going to be that typical Zelda dungeon where you fight waves of enemies and go deeper and deeper yeah surely that's yeah when waker had one twilight princess had one i'm sure skyward sword had one if i bothered to play it for more than you know just finishing the damn game yeah i think that, i think it did yeah i'm pretty sure it did um 
I don't know though. It's been a long while since I played that game. Um, I played that instead of Skyrim, Kyron. I played Dark Souls instead of. Wait, was? Are you telling? No, that doesn't sound right. Man, I need Sword. to Google this right now. Yeah, it was. I remember I bought it because I was like, I don't want to dive into another like RPG, like sprawling fantasy game that's going to take me a while because I know I've got in about a month's time. Zelda. Oh, okay, in a month's time. I was going to say they didn't come out. It the wasn't same the time, same. Okay? It was. It was like a month period. Yeah. Um, I was say because I definitely picked up Dark Souls. I bought I bought Saints Row th- the third in the, in the meantime, and that ended up eating a lot more time than I expected it to anyway. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I think I, I that hard mode I oh, I wow. think is surely it's like Master Quest. Like I want I want it to be again. It sounds, I just it, it's a lot of work, but again they've got a the game's finished now, so they're probably. Working all this DLC now. Exactly. I don't know, man. And, like, I guess they maybe don't want to call it hard mode because it's not finalized yet. And then when it is finalized, it'll be like, yeah, it's Master Quest. Like, sorry, guys. So hopefully that's the case. But what about that uh, that that bonus that we get straight away? So with also those useful items, oh, going. I can't believe they're putting a fucking Switch shirt in this game. Yeah, look, I, I'm all it- for tacky, stupid, like... Not in my Zelda game, like dude. That, but this Not just is a game. bit rough. Yeah, this is a bit oh. rough. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see YouTube videos of people playing this fucking game with their Link running around wearing a Switch shirt. And the thing is, I'm gonna do it as well for at least oh, an hour, and I'm gonna laugh I at it, and then you. I'm gonna take it off and go, "Why? Why the fuck I is this a thing?" I hate you. Um, I'm absolutely gonna do it because it's. I'm gonna hurt you when I see you next. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. We're two hours away, Kyron. You're going to travel. No, oh, but I'm going to see you when we have our switches. So That's true, actually. Fuck. Uh, I, I know a friend of ours who could use a switch, actually, so maybe I'll just take no, yours. Oh, that is mine. <laughs> that was my birthday money, Kyron. Um, now it's now it's his birthday oh, present. Damn it. Fuck. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, it's dumb. That's really dumb. I, it's, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's Zelda. I never really thought we'd get to this this spot at the same time. I don't think it's super fair to drag Nintendo down and be like, "Why are you doing DLC?" Yeah, when it's everywhere, like like everywhere. Well, look, but the thing is though, DLC Pack Two, awesome. That's a good like football from what we yeah. know of it. But the the promise of DLC Pack Two, okay, is much better than anything else that's listed there. So before we talk about what I want DLC Pack Two to be. Mm-hmm. We need to really ground this discussion because Nintendo has confirmed that you will not be buying these separately. Nope. This is they a... They only come as a bundle. So if you wanted to be really picky, you could just argue Nintendo's charging you 30 bucks for the second DLC pack and the other two are just sort of freebies you're getting. Now, depending on how... Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, depending on how much content is in this new original story or whatever. Exactly. Depending on how I much is have... in that... Oh. The, what, Fallout expansion packs are roughly about thirty bucks at launch. So, a Witcher expansion pack. Well, that's it. But that's the thing; those those expansions had lots of content and a reason to go back to that game. Whereas, like this, could go either way. This could be like a nice big, it's sprawling another like four or five hour campaign or six hour campaign, even that I'd be happy with. Um, maybe, but it's worrying. But it says just new dungeon. Yeah, it's like again, unless the dungeons are huge in this game, which it sounds like there's only four dungeons, so maybe they are. They're, well, I mean, everything else in this game is huge, so like I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. But 
Yeah. I... So, again, I, I was giving Nintendo a lot of, a, a bit of, I was like really crossing my fingers for DLC pack one. Yep. So let's really cross our fingers again, Joel. Yep. And imagine if this new, I've seen a few people theorize this. Okay. I'm not sure if I've spoken to you about it. But imagine if the, the, the new original story was a way for Nintendo to react to all that criticism they copped when they revealed that Link is a dude and maybe you can play as Princess Zelda. Oh. And it's like a little mini story for Zelda or even... No, I don't I don't want it to be Linkle. If it's Linkle... Or... Uh, if it's Linkle, I'm going to scream. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to... I don't think they'll do Linkle. I think, I think that's possible, though. That'd be fucking I, rad if it was That would be Zelda. cool. That would... Again, they should have... Maybe that's why they didn't want to name drop anything yet, because yeah. they're like, this will be a cool E3 reveal. It's like, no, just, just fucking tell us, man. Exactly. Just tell us. Like, yeah. If if this, the reason if the reason they're being so vague about everything, like so far, Switch, anything Zelda, anything else that we've heard, like, you know, rumors and, and, and whispers of, like, if, if that's the reason they've been, like, not saying anything is because they want a big E3 reveal... Why the fuck is the console coming out now? Well, Joel, that's, that's a very simple answer to that question. It's because they have investors. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up, but their last fiscal year was pretty bad. And they need to put out something before the end of this one, which just so happens to be, I'm pretty sure, the end of March. So, this, this hardware's got to ship. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely the reason why they're going to do that it's why they've why they've released this console so early yeah um you can and again you can say we, we, we've, we've talked so much about the switch and about how there is definitely an argument for its launch not looking good mm. but i think e3 is going to be i'm not going to say it's going to be amazing but i think it's going to be really good I think it's going to be good as well. I think it, I, the last I think time it I ha- said this, I got burned. <laughs> well, I think it has to be good though. That's the thing. This is it's it's all riding on that now. And I mean, it was all riding on that January thirteenth presentation as well. But uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's always for Nintendo. It's always riding on their next thing, and they always somehow fluke it, and they they may not always blow us away, but they get by. Yeah, yeah. I think. Look, it's yeah. Uh. I, I still do believe, though, I think this console was supposed to re- release for holiday this year. Oh, but, yeah. I would yeah. agree with you there. Yeah, th- I think that that was that was the original plan for it, and then something's happened, and, yeah, they've got to get it out for that fiscal year because the Wii U was doing pretty poorly, so... And instead, we live in a world where Zelda's getting a season pass. <laughs> With a Switch t-shirt. With fucking... Just knowing that shirt exists <laughs> in the land of Hyrule... And imagine oh. knowing that shirt exists in the land of Hyrule on your Wii U version. Yeah, that's that's rough. It hurts. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I care about context in games and like how important it is to be like to for the believability of the world. But it's not a huge deal for me. That breaks it. That's annoying. Yeah, no, it does. That's that's that's. There's fourth wall breaking, and then there's that. I mean, there's Link there's running a around in a goddamn Switch T-shirt. Yeah, that's a bit too far. Oh, boy. Well, kind anyway, of in two weeks' time, we'll be playing yeah. Breath of the Wild. I want to believe in the expansion pass, but I think it's it's something to be skeptical about just because of how vague they're being. I don't know, man. The, the way they've been protecting a, a lot of Zelda stuff, I respect because I don't want it spoiled. But 
it's I can understand why some people may look at the demos they put out and go on, wow, the world looks pretty open and empty. It looks very sparse, yeah. And then but some of the most recent trailers have showed like towns and stuff and I'm like, shit, yeah, that's what I more yeah. of that. I think so, I think I yeah, I think we're going to get the game and I think we're going to play it and we're going to go that's why they didn't say all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I th- I I think so. Like I think they're I worry about just trying too hard to cover spoilers. Again, I appreciate it. I want to open this game up and be like, whoa, around every corner. But you kind of have to sell the game as well beyond to Zelda fans. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows? I, I, we'll find out. I've got my fingers crossed, but it's it's skept- I'm skeptical. Yeah. No, I look, yeah. Time will tell. Give Not me a Zelda expansion. There. Give me a Zelda expansion. Let me play a Zelda. That would be so cool. And it looks like she's gonna. She looks like she's gonna fight in some way, shape, or form in this game. Oh as yeah, well. definitely. I think. I mean, we, we. It's. There's already plenty of stuff out there suggesting this is gonna be a pretty dark Zelda story. Oh yeah, I fucking hope it is too. I really do. Especially with all the voice acting and stuff now as well. Oh yeah, I I want oh, I want to I so want to cry playing a Zelda game I'm just getting, because John, of. of I'm getting so excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That I will probably cry be... when I boot this game up. <laughs> oh. oh. Anyway, oh. let's talk about hey. E3. Let's talk about E3. Speaking of E3, um, it has been revealed in the last uh, two weeks now. I've got to be careful about saying week because I realized we had a week off. <laughs> it's a special uh, double-packed episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. So much to talk about. Um, yeah, about a couple of weeks ago... Um, it was announced that E3 was going to be open to the general public this year. Oh boy. Yeah, so basically uh, when the tickets went on sale, which was on the 13th of February uh, Eastern Time, uh, the first 1,000 tickets were $149 US, and then the next 14,000 after that were going to be 249 US. Um, that's So 249 that's... It's lots. They made a lot that's of a lot. money. That's about that's about four hundred dollars Australian, maybe three eighty or so. Um, that's a lot of money. Uh, now, here's the thing. So, everyone has the dream of going to E3. Oh yeah. The the people who've been to E3 say it's it's exciting the first time, but you get over it. I would expect that. Yes, I would love to go to E3, but I also like watching and reading and hearing about E3 via the coverage from all the media outlets that I listen or watch or read. And that's what E3 is. Anytime you, do you, you don't have the thirst to be one of those? Yeah, I, I yeah, I do. But when you hear them talk about that, that experience and being on the show floor and, and all that sort of stuff, the lines already sound like it's like a convention where you're waiting five hours to play something. You're waiting eight hours. You'd, you're spending an entire day waiting in the line to play Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up attendance numbers because I'm pretty sure like as much like fourteen thousand is a lot, but I'm pretty sure in the grand scheme of things, it's not a crazy leap in what they were already taking. But that's still fourteen thousand on top. Oh yeah, of the people who were there to do their job, I guess. But I don't know, I. It's a good idea, yes, but I do you th- do you honestly think that a lot of those um like publishers and, and developers and things are going to have like cater for that that size 
group of people coming through to play the games? Do you think they're going to increase the amount of units they've got there playing these games so they can get through lines quicker? I mean, probably not. No. And that's and the that's, thing. Yeah. Like, people can say what they want about how Nintendo did their E3 last year. Yep. But I would argue that it was clever to just be like, look, you know what? Zelda's popular. We're bringing Zelda. It's yep. one game. We're going to fill our booth with it. We're going to turn our booth into like a little experience you can enjoy by going into it. Yep. You know, that sort of stuff. Like we've yeah. seen we've seen footage of how some of the booths looked and they looked incredible. I look I, I it, it is exciting that it is open to the public. I just I feel for the people who were there trying to do their job. Like it's you know, from both sides of the fence as well, like you know, the developers and the the media outlets. It's rough, but it's also worth remembering that a lot of like there is always publishers will usually open the doors to press to do special press events like on site. Yeah, like at their studios and stuff, and I do think it would just if if you know E three is going to do this, they should add an extra day. Yeah, like yep. From what I've heard, Gamescom runs pretty well with its public and press days, and so does yeah Tokyo, Tokyo Game, Show. Game Show. Yep. So look, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in the public, you need to sort of <laughs> make a day for press at least yeah. one day where it's just press because. And there are going to be they're going to be teething problems this year, but I'm I look I'm sure they'll iron them out for the next year. Um, I mean, E3 needs to make money to survive. <laughs> exactly, and that was my next point. Like this is this is a way for E3 to survive and get through to next year and be a thing that they can still, um, you know, financially put on. Because um, you know what, it doesn't look like it's cheap. Oh God, no! I can't imagine it would be like it's. Uh, and I suppose there's already people like like EA's doing its offsite thing again, um, so they're doing that. And maybe last year when they did the the E3 like the public E3 thing that nobody like none of the publishers turned up to. Apparently that maybe was that, huge. Yeah, apparently it was massive. But like it was just like yeah, but this isn't what we want. So maybe they looked at that and went, okay, well maybe we should just let people in the door. Yeah, we'll we'll take that and pop it in this and go here we go. Yep. Um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that, that pans out for them. Yeah. I hope it does well. Um, but you know, I mean, you can say what, like E3 definitely has its issues and you could definitely argue, but it's pretty irrelevant in the grand scheme of things these days. But the thing is, it's though, still sort the, of exciting though. It's, yeah, that's the thing. It is exciting. It's the it's idea. The of, it's the idea of E3. It's, it's the the whole thing around it. Like, it's our it's our week. Like, we all... That's what we talk. We live, we breathe. I mean, we already talk about video games and stuff like that all the time to each other. On the podcast or with friends or if I'm with people at work or whatever. You know, we're, I'm always with my wife. We're always talking about video games and things like that. It's always coming up. But that week, if there's something special about it that it's like the focus is on, like, New things, exciting things, stuff where we've been wanting to hear about, stuff we've been wanting to see, stuff we can play, like, in this day and age, stuff we can play straight away, like, where they go, oh, yeah, there's this new cool thing. It's like, wow, it looks great. It's available now. And you go, oh, shit, yeah, great. I'm going to buy it right now. I'm, I'm downloading it. Oh, my God. And then, like, however many hours you're playing that game that you were, you, you didn't know existed, like, 12 hours previously. Um there's just something about that where I, I think it, it's it's the a really good example of how hype can be a good thing, because um, there's all the talk these days about how hype 
uh, can ruin things. I mean, and, it and, definitely can. And it can, absolutely. It can I, definitely ruin things. Absolutely. I am in that camp 100%, like, you know, because I've been burnt by it before, and I think everyone has. Um, whether or not you play video games or watch movies or, or watch TV shows or, or anything like that, um, or even with, like, sporting events and things as well. Like, it's 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 all... it's Hype can destroy things. But there are there are these special cases where it's like, but it can be really good and really exciting and really fun. I love sitting up till seven in the morning watching conferences and then going to bed and going, boy, I hope I don't have to work later on today. Like it's, I love that. It's so exciting. Just thinking about it now. Speaking I'm like, of, speaking of which, Joel, did you see that Microsoft mm-hmm. did us a favor? Oh, really? Yeah, they are. Uh, they sort of they are not doing their usual slots. Oh, right. I did see what time it was, but I didn't even think to, like, so put it all together. They will now be going in the afternoon, American time, which will probably... Okay. It'll be early morning, I'd say, for us. Not not 2 a.m., though. Like, like probably more 9 like, or 10. Yeah, something like that. Sort of like a Sony press conference time. Or even maybe when... Because I think Ubisoft was at 7 last year for us. Yeah, 7 in the morning, yeah. I think. So yeah, um, E3 is not going to start unless Nintendo does something. Like, oh, and doubt. it just got announced too. Bethesda's doing their Sunday slot again as well. Really? What? A, okay, all right. You yeah, do do you, Bethesda? Back. You do They're you. Coming back. I don't know what you're showing because Prey is be, coming out in a couple of months. <laughs> I was going to say it'll be the next fucking Elder Scrolls game that's coming out in like eight years' time. That'll be yeah, what they'll do. Maybe. They'll hype that up. That'll be absolutely what they do. Um, I don't know, like, be a, Bethesda, themselves, the end. Bethesda themselves are becoming, they're a big fan of this short PR cycle. Actually, no, sorry. I think what it'll be, it'll be Machine Head Games. I think it'll be Wolfenstein. Game. Yeah, because apparently whatever they're working on is batshit crazy, according to someone who's Wolfenstein, seen it. Or what... Wolfenstein was already teased in the E3 intro last year, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've come out, as someone said, I think it was an article about, like, someone who's seen what they're working on has just said, what they're working on is fucking insane was the quote that they said um they didn't specifically say it was wolfenstein or anything obviously but it's wolfenstein yeah it's gonna be wolfenstein it's gonna be wolfenstein <laughs> it's it's machine head games they've already made two wolfenstein games that have been like critically and um publicly like highly regarded so it's yeah it's wolfenstein it's wolfenstein um but yeah so they're doing their sunday their sunday slot now interesting um anyway cool. we're, we're still months away from me three <laughs> We let's are get, months away from Let's get through a, the incredible games we've still got to play. We have a console release and Persona 5 to come yet. <laughs> console release, Persona 5, Zelda, Fire Emblem, DLC, oh. Mass Effect. Oh. There's a lot. There's a lot Splatoon to cover Splatoon 2 is coming out in like, mm-hmm. the middle of the year. Oh my. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Mario Kart 8 again. Mario, we'll play Mario Kart 8 again. For you sure, we're, we're playing we Battle Mode. You know we're playing Battle Mode. Fuck yeah, we are. Fuck oh, yeah, we God. are. Oh boy. Anyway. 2017 is a crazy year so far. It's a crazy year, and it's looking like it's going to be a crazy good year as well. I mean, 2016, for games anyway, was really good. It was really good. Um, but this year's looking even better. So um, even if we were supposed to be playing Persona 5 earlier this week, Karen. We, sh- we should have been. It was we meant to come be. out on Valentine's Day, but we did. We, we don't have it. Unlo- I can see my copy. Mm. It, it's sitting over there between Persona 4 and Persona 4 Golden. Oh, it's just like, hey, I'm in Japanese. I'm like, yeah, those other games aren't. Why oh. aren't you in English? 
Josh, get excited with us. Get excited. <laughs> I mean, I know you already are, but it's fine. That podcast is going to happen. I'm holding you to it. We're going to do a crossover. Um, cool. Alrighty, shall we move into our question segment, Kyron? Yeah, we shall. <laughs> you may notice that I seem uncertain. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have one question this week because um, we were a little bit late. I didn't know whether I was going to be able to pick this laptop up today or not. So we didn't know whether we were going to be able to record. So it was a bit of a rush job. So I reached out to our friends at the Austra- Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. We upgraded. Now. Yeah, we are upgrading. We're expanding across the, the seas now to New Zealand, I believe. <laughs> We've got some New Zealand uh, people on board. Um, but uh, I reached out to them and said, hey, guys, if anyone wants to throw a question up that we can chuck into our podcast, it would be really great. We had one response, uh, and it was from Adam Pez Perry, who is the, uh, I guess, the the fearless leader of the AGPN, I guess you would call. He seems to be the guy in charge of everything. Um, he's, he's happy to ask for tough questions. He is. He's. It doesn't doesn't mess around. Um, if you want to hear his question that he asked for the OK Games podcast, I, I highly recommend. I think it was not the most recent episode, but a week before it. Go and listen to that because he asked a question there as well, and it was. It was very good. Uh, but, but Pez asks us, how would you describe colour? How would you describe colour? It's um, it's really deep, that question, isn't it? It's very... It's, it's very deep, Joel. It makes you think. It's sort of... I, I, like, I'm having sort of like a, you know, an out-of-body, like, existential crisis-y <laughs> feeling. That I'm, how do I describe colour? What... I, it's good. Color's color good. good. I like color. Color's good. I do like color. Like, and you know what? I love a colorful game. Exactly. Like colorful movie, colorful anything. I'm gonna. Yeah, we should relate this back to games because I feel like color in a game, up until recently, was a big issue. I mean, well, yeah, last generation for sure. Exactly. The it generation was, was, of like the browns and greys. Exactly, because all those shooters were like all super hyper realistic browns and greys, and it's like yeah, but everything looks the same. Um. But nowadays, especially like, and I think I would like to say we have the indie scene to thank for that, for sort of stepping out and, and pushing a bit more color in there. You could say that, but that would also be ignoring. But Nintendo's always been colorful. Well, that's it. But that's what I mean. Like they've, they've always been there, you know. And I think it was exciting for them to make the jump into HD, and that that made those colors pop even more. So, um, yeah, I think like, so the, I if a game's more colorful. That will be something that's going to attract my eye first. I guess the other thing is, like, it doesn't even have to be more colourful if it's striking. Like, yeah. oh boy, Joel, I get to bring it up. Like Persona 5. Exactly, yeah. Like, that's a that's, fantastic that example. That's an eye-catching colour right there. Absolutely. I mean, any of the Persona games, they all have that that sort of colour style that, that is uh, really iconic to that specific game. Definitely, but, I, the, man, the red and black and white is really the, speaking to me. Yeah, the red and black and white does look really good. That logo design. Um, another game too that's uh, that doesn't use lots of colors, but it uses um, the colors that it, it uses well. Um, Hyperlight Drifter. Yes, it uses those like that that pink and aqua sort of color palette, and just it that looks so good. Uh, that game looks stunning. I, I adore watching that game. We are talking about color in games, mm. and we are not talking about Splatoon. <laughs> well, yep, 
that's a yes. That's quite literally like that is a gameplay mechanic of that game. The <laughs> colors color. in that game, like oh man, vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> Especially it's, when you um, get to the end of a match and you're just like, what happened here? Yeah. It's just, What's it's this like, section of a map? What was like, all this? Yeah, this giant sort of splatter over the screen. It's so, I don't know, it sort of like, it, it, it ignites that sort of like childlike finger painting kind of yeah. vibe oh, where it's just man. like, oh, it feels, because like finger painting feels good. It's fun to do. Like when you do it, you're like, yeah, I'm making a mess, but it's not a mess because I'm making a picture. Like <laughs> it's, it's art. fun. Exactly. I'm creating. Yeah. I am a creative type. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's the same sort of th- feeling. You finish that, you're like, whoa, that was, oh, that was a good match. Look how, look how much we painted. Look at all that color of ours. Um, so yeah, I think like, yeah, Color, I think, is a very good thing, especially in video games, when it is used well. Uh, and even if it's used as the main gameplay mechanic, like in Splatoon. Or The Blob. The Blob. Oh, that actually, that was a really good game. I played a little bit of that. It was that was Australian fun. made? I, yeah, I think you might be right. I'm going to Google that. <laughs> maybe, the, uh, maybe the sequel was. Maybe The Blob 2 was. The Blob, I'll have you know, was... Hang on, just buying time here. Yes, yes. Uh, Carry on. The yeah, the Wii version was made by Blue Tongue Entertainment. Oh, of course. An Australian video game developer founded in 1995, which sadly I don't think exists anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately as of 2011. 11. Because ah, it was part okay. of. Yeah, it was part of THQ. Oh, that's right. I knew I knew that it was name a THQ and Hasbro and Vivendi. So yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, De Blob, they made De Blob and De Blob 2. Very colorful yeah. games. Oh, they all the guys Very working colorful. on that Avengers game. Oh, yes. Anyway, we've, we've delved it deep there, but... Uh, yes, we have. But yes, thank you, Pez, for your if question. If you would like was... a strict definition of color... Yeah, oh, uh, yes. Google says, mm-hmm. The property possessed by an object of producing different sensations on the eye as a result of the way it reflects or emits light. There mm. you go. There you go. We've got the we've got the official answer, and we've got our interpretation of the answer. I hope I hope Pez that that has uh, sated your your appetite for a question. <laughs> um, uh, so Pez runs a, uh, a a podcast called You Game Bro. Streams on Twitch. Um, if you search on Facebook, it's called Yeah You Game Bro. Um, search on Facebook uh, on your podcast services and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's really cool. He talks to lots of different uh, streamers and like cosplayers and people in the industry uh, within Australia and outside. Um, and he's just a really great dude. I've never met him, but he's a really great dude. Um, he's real friendly. He's yeah, he's awesome guy. So go show him some love. He's yeah, go show him some love because uh, uh, he's shown us love. Speaking of uh, of Twitch, Joel. Yeah, well, like the last like two weeks of my life i've been watching them sort of like dig their way down the street <laughs> oh really and like like in a, up in our our streets and like seeing the nbn co-car oh sort of hanging out nearby i'm like hey nbn you're gonna come down here you're gonna you're gonna make that may 20 2017 date just dangling in my face you bastards i right, look well, look we might be we might be moving soon to a different location in melbourne so Hopefully, maybe the area that I'm moving to. I actually need to look that up. If we if we end up 
moving. There's a, certain things that need to happen for us to move. But if it happens, I need to look up whether the location we're moving to is going to have maybe access to it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I've been, watching, crossed. I've been watching them dig, and I know that the, the website says, yeah, you're due for, like your area is due for about May 27. And I'm like, it's real close, guys. You better stick yep. to it. May 27. But is it really May 27? Yeah, is it yeah. really? Because I don't know. I don't know. Um, cool. All right, Karen. It's good to be back. It feels good. I know I was only away for a week, but I don't know. I felt wrong not doing an episode last week. <laughs> it did feel like weird. It. I just, I but like I just it. played more Neo, and it sort of, it it sort of made me want to go to sleep anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was playing. I was playing Yakuza. It was so punishing. It was, cool. it was punishing, um, and it was it was it was <laughs> it was hurtful. But I've recovered. It was it was someone else making you cry for exactly instead of me with my stupid ideas. <laughs> yeah. No, cool. your your, right. ideas, your ideas are fine. They're fine. They're okay. This is fine. I don't. I, yeah, <laughs> everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. All right, Karen. Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, uh, and also thanks for for coming back to us after we mysteriously vanished for a week. Yes, we appreciate it, of course. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can follow us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can throw us a little bit of a like on Facebook. You know, we appreciate those as well, and that we're just Dialogue Options there as well. Uh, and if you want to email us, you want to reach out to us, you can just whip up the email address dialogueoptions at gmail.com and you can you can yell at us. You can tell us to play a game. You can tell Joel that he shouldn't have traded in Dark Souls 3 because the DLC's been real fun. That's hey, oddly specific, but, you know. Maybe I traded just... it in for Overwatch. Yeah, I know. I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of hours. I've got about 110 hours at Overwatch Whatever, so Matt. far. Whatever. It's just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at LomaManX. Mostly I'm just tweeting about how happy I am to have Roy, my boy, uh, and also how unimpressed I was to get my uh, my wife from Fire Emblem Fates, and she was just a two-star. Are you serious, Fire yeah. Emblem Heroes? A Rough. two-star? I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> that is not she's on. Always a, she's a five-star in your eyes, Karen. It's I, don't know, I don't think she is, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I've like she's a sword user, and I got Roy, who's a five star. So unfortunately, yeah, she's on the oh, bench. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um. But yeah, and if you want to follow Joel, you can find him at Jolly Mac, uh, where I will be tweeting like gifts at Karen, most likely. That's what I do. Gifts are how I communicate, Joel. Yeah, it's usually like you know, Karen will post something, and I'll post a gift that is somewhat relative, like related to said tweet that he sometimes posted, so. i'll just post a gif with no context yep that's what i do sometimes that that's all the context you need exactly just a gif but, you know uh anyway uh we'll let our wonderful theme song uh strike witches get bitches by azure flux take us out mm-hmm. thanks again for listening and we'll catch you guys next week see ya bye <laughs>